Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Ah, uh, yeah. Gotta say hello to my buddy Jeff Cook from Back to the Bars who got me into this song and put me on my latest Led Zeppelin kick. Anyway, nine minutes after five, uh, we have Tanner Saunders at Master Control making the uh, magic happen behind the glass. Talking about the situation, the war that is taking place between Hamas and Israel. And we are joined right now. We're going to be joined by Congressman Nick Langworthy after the news at 530. But we are joined right now by a man who put on a phenomenal program today. Please go back into the WBEN.com archives, uh, the Odyssey app, and listen to David Bellavia, 10 until 2. David, a Medal of Honor recipient, and he knows the Middle East like uh, the back of his hand and has been involved in uh, more in his life uh, than you can even begin to imagine. And uh, David Bellavia is with us on WBEN. David, um, what role should the United States be playing right now? Uh, If you were president of the United States, what should we be doing? Well, right now we would take the sanctions that uh, Putin went through uh, and uh, multiply them by 100. Iran should be reduced to what it was uh, in the previous administration, which was Haiti. I mean, think about this. In 2020, you had, you had Iran trading 400,000 barrels of oil a day at $55 a barrel. They were the economic pariah of Haiti. They were at the same GDP. So they basically had $6 billion in surplus from foreign exchange. Today, they're trading 3.4 million barrels a day at $85 a barrel, and they have over $70 billion in foreign exchange surplus. Now, there's something wrong with this picture. You, you, every official is telling us we know that they're bad. We know that they do state-sponsored terror. Then why enrich them? Why are they making more money when they're doing more unstabilizing, uh, destabilizing actions in their region? Why are they threatening their neighbors? What is the problem here? Americans died. That number went up to 22 today. Mm -hmm. And we have American hostages. Stop paying for American hostages. Because I'm telling you what, if God forbid you decide to travel overseas and something happens to you in a region, you now have a a bounty on your head. There's a value to you as an American hostage because this administration continues to cut checks to people that are bad actors. You sanctioned the hell out of Iran. They've got four static refineries. Four years ago, Iran was only able to refine 20% of their crude oil. They're now at 100%. There is no reason that with an American fleet guarding the Mediterranean, any oil should leave Iran, certainly not to China, certainly not to our adversaries and our enemies 
their their metropolis of economic surplus should end immediately. And that six billion dollars that they claim they could freeze, freeze it now, freeze everything that they're getting because they don't deserve it. Uh, we're talking with David Bellavia on News Radio 930 WBEN. David is going to be with us for the next 10 minutes or so. And if you have questions uh, or comments about what is going on between Hamas and Israel, thousands of people dead. Uh, this was a sneak attack. How it actually materialized despite Mossad, despite CIA, NSA in this country, frankly, uh, beyond me. I see no way this ever should have been able to happen with all of the electronic um, yeah, intel gathering techniques uh, that we have in this country, and certainly the Israelis have, for this to have just come out of the blue strikes me as being, frankly, uh, very implausible as a situation. Um, David, as far as the uh, American military, is there anything the American military should be doing right now? Well, if, if the reports are true and the indirect fire that's coming from Syria is Assad-related, we have 9,500 troops in Syria as we speak. There is no reason why there should be any indirect fire that goes over the Golan Heights into Israel. I mean, we literally have 10,000 troops there. These are not, you know, uh, these, are, these are pipe swingers. These are rangers. These are elite special operatives. We can reach out and touch Assad in a way that he's never been reached out and touched before. And, and, but you got to get him off the base, and you got to use American power. You've got to flex. This is the time to flex. If you want to keep Americans safe, you have to flex, and this is the time to do it. We've got 10,000 troops on the Iraqi-Syrian border. We've got a carrier group on the eastern side of the Mediterranean. That's to protect a northern invasion from southern Lebanon into Israel. Uh, those sorties need to fly everywhere over Beirut. They need to be in the Bekaa Valley, which separates Lebanon from Syria. Everywhere that Israel, you know, went to war in 2006, those areas have already been identified as being trouble areas of uh, indirect fire, rocket fire, Katusha rockets, 107 millimeters, and now missiles. But Hezbollah has 150,000 of them. So Iron Dome needs to be replenished. And right now, what we know is that 40% of that war ammunition reserve has now been promised to Ukraine. Something's got to happen here where Israel's able to defend itself, and Ukraine is also able to have the materials that they need, if that's what, what our leadership decides. But this idea that we have to pick between allies, I, I mean, again, we were in a war. I, those contracts are, already exist. So how we're having to extrapolate and find money for a Defense Authorization Act makes no sense to me. I mean, you were creating Javelin missiles because you were planning to be at war for five years. Why you're having to run around and, and pick Ukraine over Russia or Israel as a nation state, I, I just think it's, it's just chaos. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, a lot more coming up with David Bellavia. Your questions at 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Jim in East Aurora, welcome to the show. You're on. David Bellavia is listening. Hey, thank you very much. I would like to know why our congresswomen that are pro-Palestinian are supporting the Palestine and Hamas and how come they're not being penalized? How come they're not being, uh, you know, chastised by the president and our, uh, the other congressmen? And why are they getting away with this? I, I don't understand. I know all Palestinian people 
are bad, but they support Hamas, and they're killing our people too. And I I just like to have an answer. I and and then you got all these colleges that uh, get money from the government, and they're all protesting and saying bad things about Israel. My grandparents came from Poland, and I remember them talking about Archwitz and and how bad it was. And I I can't even imagine um, how bad this is. I, I and I would just like to know. You know, why are we tolerating these people that are in government like this? All right, uh, Jim, uh, thank you very much. Uh, David, have you any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, the First Amendment, you know, gives you the legal right to be an idiot. And, you know, there's going to be people that are going to say stupid things. I'm not nearly as shocked by the, you know, Democrat socialists or Chicago Black Lives Matter or any of these, you know, Marxists that want to come out and say Marxist things. We've always had Marxists. We've always had socialists. The real problem is that for the administration to admit that there's a problem, they have to address the border in which 1.5 million gotaways are out there. The terror watch list arrests, the fact that we've got over 300 Iranians that were special visa, the special uh, uh, interest aliens that illegally entered the country. We've got Lebanese and, and Iranians and Syrians coming across the southern border, and a lot of these NGOs that are lining their pockets – are in bed with the administration, a lot of people making money off this, moving folks around the country, addressing that will cause a tremendous amount of panic because of the way this border has been mismanaged. And let's be honest, we got a Secretary of Homeland Security that, you know, your next guest may be impeaching because of the many lies that Secretary Mayorkas has told under oath. This is not a good time for national security. It's not a good time for Homeland Security. But the, but the, but boiling it down for the president to have three days to give an address, oh. to not mention Iran by name and to not mention anti-Semitism is, uh, is truly shameful. Uh, we'll get into the timing situation here in just a moment, but uh, it, it is rather appalling. Uh, David, you've got a lot of experience with uh, politics. You've dined with presidents. You've met presidents. In, in what world does it take this long to condemn this kind of an attack in, in real time. I don't, and again, I'm trying to keep it away from politics, but my goodness, if Donald Trump had taken three days to respond, the media would be going into a frenzy. Well, look, 2008 Joe Biden was a different guy than, unfortunately, 2023 Joe Biden is. And there's a lot of, you know, if, if you're a proud, you know, student of the Ben Rhodes Scholar Program, a lot of the Obama thinkers are now in positions in the, the Biden administration. Uh, Jake Sullivan, Tony Blinken, Susan Rice, they're still around and they're still making these calls. It's just the way they see the world. And, and all I'm trying to say with respect is that they were wrong then and they're wrong now. And I, I'm looking at the world and I'm looking at, you know, forget inflation and gas and everything else. These are Americans. You have no idea today how many Americans were left behind in Afghanistan. How is that acceptable? How is it acceptable that you have parents right now in America asking for a status updates on their children that, are, that are, they believe are missing in action, and we have no State Department official responding to you? I mean, our cable companies get back to us. It might be later, but they get back to you. No one at the State Department has any interest or any curiosity as to how you take a grieving family that doesn't know the status of their loved one in Israel 
You have people stranded in Israel that can't get back. Take your, there's a, 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 you've got a carrier group outside the eastern Mediterranean. You can have them all gather up in a soccer stadium in Tel Aviv, pick them up and bring them onto a carrier. The idea that you can't get American citizens home or you don't know how to repatriate people that are overseas and are in danger, it just shows where the priorities are. Well, maybe they should all say they're WNBA players. Well, exactly, right? Bowerly, David Bellavia is with us. Uh, David, one of the things that uh, you, you've mentioned Syria before, but who are some of the other bad actors that we can directly trace to the Hamas uh, sneak attack on Israel? Well, I think that you know, you've got two levels. You've got the people that will facilitate it and applaud it, and then you've got folks like Egypt who you know, are standing around, and there is a portal right now out of the uh, southwest uh, exit of Gaza. There's only two checkpoints that the Israelis monitor in Gaza. The southwest checkpoint, uh, the Egyptians had a, a place where the, uh, the, the civilians in Gaza could be escorted out under IDF security and brought to the Sinai Peninsula and brought into Egypt. Egypt said no. Egypt said no, we don't want them. The king of Jordan, King, king uh, uh, Abdullah in Jordan, is, 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 wants nothing to do with the Palestinians being repatriated from the West Bank or in Gaza. So I consider them to be, you know, certainly not allies in this. If Arab countries wanted to take in the Palestinians, at least until the operations ended in Gaza City, you would at least say, well, they're looking out for the two million population. But what the IDF is about to do in this siege, I mean, you could take Mariupol in Ukraine and put Fallujah on top of that and take the Battle of, of Grozny and put that into one big thresher. This is this is going to be just unbelievable and keep Americans far away from any uh, urban operations in Gaza City. That thing is uh, two million people in a 20 by nine mile uh, strip is not at all conducive to bringing people uh, back. That is that is going to be a meat grinder. Back to the calls. Larry in Glenwood on WBEN with David Bellavia, M-O-H. You're on. Hello. Hi. Thank you. Uh, I just have a comment to make. Uh, back in 1973, when I enlisted into the Air Force, uh, I took an oath uh, uh, when I went in, and it was to protect the country from uh, foreign and domestic enemies. And over the years, I have come to realize that I believe and I thought that was kind of strange, a domestic enemy. But I believe that the uh, National Democratic Party is the domestic enemy. You look at what the people who have been elected, and no matter what office they're in, and it's contrary to uh, what I think uh, the normal policy should be of this country. They're going against our Constitution, and uh, it just keeps getting worse all the time. Well, that's uh, obviously a very broad statement and uh, delving into the uh, political area perhaps a little bit uh, more than we would like. Uh, Let's talk for a moment about the uh, Republican response in Congress, David. Have the Republicans uh, been all that in a bag of chips or have they been rather lukewarm as well? Well, I mean, look, I, I'm, you know, I'm, there's a lot of folks that are the usual. Lindsey Graham wants to, you know, break French bread and invade, you know, Tehran tomorrow. The, the neocons are going to be the neocons. I think there's been some, some, you know, moderate positions. Certainly people are far too uh, eager to go to war, and that's something we should all be, you know, 
pump of the brakes on. Uh, and, and by the way, not just because it's not it doesn't have a purpose, but the president of the United States didn't art- articulate what we're even doing in the Mediterranean. I mean, the commander in chief addressing the country, A, take questions, and B, tell us what the purpose is of putting a carrier group there. Are you going to fly sorties over Beirut? Are you going to, you know, are you going to use the 10,000 troops in Syria? What are you going to do? I, I'm, I'm actually at peace knowing that this president doesn't want to commit to hostilities because I don't really think that we have the leadership that would, that would give us a concise message. But you've got the usual suspects in the Republican Party that, you know, half of that caucus is like, let's go get them. And the other half is saying, what are we doing? This is horrible. I mean, the fact that we have to have a, a local congressman come on WBEN and declare that he's against terrorism because so many people in his in the opposition party are seemingly okay with it. The fact that we're watching images of Dearborn, Michigan, and all these areas of the country that are applauding this is one of the darkest moments, I think, in recent memory. David Bellavia, I want to thank you so much for your insight on the program uh, over the past hour and a half. I mean, you've already done your gig for the radio station for the day, and you came on and you shared your expertise with our audience, again, very deeply indebted to you. And I know that uh, we'll be doing other shows together in the future, and maybe someday we'll actually have something good about which to speak. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. And quick plug, I'll be on with Jesse Waters tonight at 8 o'clock. Check that out, Fox all right, David Bellavia, uh, the the master of all media on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, check out that conversation, and you can go back and listen to uh, David's program from earlier today here on News Radio 930 WBEN by going to wben.com. And uh, I think you're going to be very, very impressed. It is Bowerly for Transit Town Kia. Transit Town Kia is on. Transit Road in West Seneca, and if you're looking for a new car, in stock right now at Transit Town Kia. They've got a great selection of new Kia vehicles from the large Kia Telluride to the stylish and sporty Kia pardon me, Forte, all are in stock. Now, I'm driving around in this huge Kia Telluride, and ordinarily I don't like great big vehicles, but this one has so many sensors, even I can't screw up parking. And at Transit Town Kia, you can own a brand new, fully equipped Kia Forte LXS for under $22,000. You are not going to find a brand new, fully equipped vehicle with all the modern technology and safety features like forward collision avoidance, lane departure warning, 8-inch touchscreen, and a heck of a lot more for under $22,000. You will find it at Transit Town Kia in the South Towns on Transit Road in West Seneca. And as a special thank you, for buying a Transit Town Kia in October, you're going to get a $500 gaff a gas card with every new vehicle purchase and your first oil change is free. So that's a brand new Kia Forte for under 22 G's and a $500 gas card with a new vehicle purchase at Transit Town Kia, prior sales excluded. Transit Road, West Seneca, one mile north of Route 400. Transit Town Kia, tell them Bowerly sent you. And if you're real nice, maybe they'll let you buy the Telluride in which I have been driving and with which I have been enormously impressed. Transit Town Kia, the home of General Manager Kyle Tolbert. Kyle will take care of you. Kyle. Uh, Kyle Tolbert at Transit Town Kia, Transit Road, West Seneca. Tell him Bowerly sent you. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Tom would be the first name. How you doing, loves? Thank you very much for being with us. Hopefully you had a good day at work if you're doing the uh, 9 to 5 thing. And if you have any phone calls uh, in the time that we have remaining, we have uh, local Congressman Nick Langworthy on as our guest. And the phone number remains the same, 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. And again, profound thanks to uh, Medal of Honor recipient and our 10 to 2 host, David Bellavia. Uh, see, we get along just fine. Thank you very much. And uh, David will be on with me more. I'll be on with him more when shows call for it because uh, we do enjoy working together as we did the uh, six hour dual show on Christmas Day from 9 a.m. until uh, 3 p.m., which was uh, absolutely epic. Uh, today, however, we are talking about something else that is absolutely epic and also in a tragic way, and that is what's going on in Israel right now. We're hearing words like hostages, like dead babies, dead civilians, sneak attack. Soldiers slain in their beds before they could even get off a round in self-defense. And uh, joining us right now, Congressman Nick Langworthy. Uh, Congressman, first of all, can you walk us through your day from the time you first heard what was going on in Israel? How did you get the news and what happened in your life after that? Well, I, I got the news just like everybody else did, Tom. Thanks for having me back on the show. I mean, you know, you wake up, you look at the news, uh, the breaking news that things have happened. It was uh, before dawn uh, when, and, and then I got to work and started talking to some of our staff in Washington and, and trying to gather facts. I mean, they came in faster through media than they did through government channels. I mean, this really took our uh, intelligence world and, and, and our um, you know, military information channels through Congress by surprise. And I, I think there's going to be hell to pay as to why our how did our intelligence miss all of this? And okay. how did Israeli intelligence miss all of this? Well, let's let's talk first of all about uh, the United States. I mean, as you are well aware, Nick, our 
technology uh, in terms of intelligence uh, is pretty amazing. We have satellites, as you know, that if you took a quarter out of your pocket and held it up and the satellite was overhead, it would tell you the date and mint mark of your quarter. Uh, we have the United States intelligence agencies have the ability to eavesdrop on any telephone call anywhere in the world, any email, any instant message anywhere in the world, uh, stealth personnel technologies, translation, invisibility gear. We have some pretty impressive stuff. Dragonfly drones, insects that can actually be intelligence-gathering insects. They're so small, you put them in a room and they can pick up and photograph everything that's going on. So with that kind of technological edge over anything Hamas would have, how would our intelligence people drop the ball? I, I don't understand it. I uh, We haven't gotten any in, information from the administration, which I'm not terribly surprised as to how they missed this. Uh, apparently, the Egyptians uh, came to uh, Israeli um, governmental officials with uh, some intelligence that they, they felt that something was, was coming. Uh, and, you know, the, the wide speculation is it wasn't taken all that seriously. Well, obviously, this is... Uh, this is uh, worse than their 9/11 at this point, and and we have a now you know open open warfare in the region, and, and this is something that everybody in the country's got to worry about. Congressman, do we learn nothing from history because uh, the Brits, through the cracking of Enigma, uh, they gave Stalin warning that uh, the Nazis were probably going to invade the Soviet Union. Stalin did nothing with that intel; thought it was a ruse by the British, and was tremendously shocked when the Nazis uh, crashed into the Soviet. Union. And then later on in the war, when the Brits supplied intelligence that the Germans were gathering around Kursk, the uh, Russians got in the first blows because they had the intelligence. So it just it boggles the mind how if you receive intelligence information from credible sources, you ignore it and allow your own people to be killed. I just don't get it. I, I don't understand it either. I think there's there's obviously going to be a lot of deep reflection on that on the Israeli side as well. I, I mean, America has to take this very seriously because if we miss it there, this is one of the most surveilled parts of the planet. Yes. Um, you know, I, I, I've had the privilege to, to, to visit Israel, uh, you know, to learn from a, a lot of people there. And until you've set foot there, I mean, understanding the conflict is really hard because this is a piece of territory the size of the state of New Jersey. I mean, everything is really close. And, um, you know, every, when when most Americans that haven't had the chance to go there, you know, think of this far off land and you're talking about different countries, you don't realize just how on top of each other, you know, these uh, these different uh, uh, individual, you know, cells are and how neighborhoods can shift, you know, from 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 Arab to, uh, you know, to Israeli Jew is so, so very fast. And and this is something that. Um, you know, clearly has been a powder keg, but to have this kind of failure, and I know it was a holiday there, but the fact that they came in from the sea, they came in from, you know, the, these um, uh, hang gliders and in, in, in butchered people at this outdoor music festival, as well as just, you know, taking bulldozer equipment and taking down fencing. Um, it just doesn't seem possible, and, and I think there needs to be deep investigations by you know, Israeli officials as well as American officials as to how uh, this happened. I mean, this is uh, – I heard some speculation somewhere today that you know, maybe the planning was as much as a year in advance. Um, you know, that's rumor and innuendo, but uh, they clearly didn't decide that morning to go do this. 
Uh, Congressman Nick Langworthy is with us on News Radio 930 WBEN. Another thing, Nick, that I don't understand, maybe you've got some uh, expertise in this, but one of the ways in which the uh, Hamas people, and I use the word people lightly here, uh, were able to neutralize Israeli defenses is they took down cell phone towers so that communication uh, was impossible. I cannot believe that a nation as militarily sophisticated as Israel did not have redundancies built into the system planning for just such a contingency. Uh, I have not heard the cell phone tower uh, element to this, but nothing would surprise me. I think that uh, you know their their means of attack were were quite low tech. Um, and, you know, now you see days into this uh, Hezbollah coming with drones and, um, you know, additional high-tech uh, I- issues going. I mean, they, they use their rockets to overwhelm the Iron Dome. I mean, they're figuring out ways around the defense mechanisms that the Israeli people have, have felt had been per- perfected. Um, and, and there has been a, a relative era of peace, uh, at least without major, um, you know, military um, uh, incursions here in the last several years, uh, but perhaps they were, you know, lulled into a sense of security here. But uh, the vigilance has is uh, has got to be at all times. I mean, we cannot be lulled into a false sense of security. And I'm I'm deeply concerned about our state of affairs here in this country. Um, now that you've seen this sort of attack, and obviously the the, the insecurity of our southern border. Uh, and the amount of people that have come across uh, uncounted for and undetected, which is over one million, um, many of which came from the Middle East, um, I, I'm deeply concerned. And I think that we, all Americans, including us here in Western New York, need to be hypervigilant right now. Uh, I also am very concerned. I'm also very concerned about uh, individual civil rights and the abuse of uh, surveillance uh, training and tactics and techniques against innocent uh, American citizens and the uh, secrecy and everything else involved in FISA courts, I think, needs to be examined very, very closely. I think you need to strike a balance between respecting civil liberties that are guaranteed to us by our Constitution and also making sure that our nation is as secure as it can be within the confines of a constitutional republic against this kind of a sneak attack. I mean, this would be like a Pearl Harbor on American soil. No, FISA comes up again this year, and uh, actually I've been uh, talking with my friend Jim Jordan quite a bit this week about FISA and our need to, you know, be vigilant in dealing with the administration as they try to, you know, jam a, tr- a FISA reauthorization, you know, down our throats. I mean, we need uh, to not use a state of emergency to do what happened post 9-11, which is, you know, really infringe on the rights of law-abiding American citizens. Oh, Nick, uh, I, I wish you would talk to me privately about that situation because <laughs> you really need to know some things. It is... Is, uh, 547 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Congressman Nick Langworthy is with us uh, right now on the program. Nick, um, Washington is a city of, uh, of whispers, um, of innuendo, of wink, wink, nudge, nudge, or, you know, the rolling of the eye to communicate an idea. Did you or any of your colleagues in Congress have any whispered conversations or did you overhear any rumors that something might be afoot in the Middle East? 
I, no, I am not on uh, in the intelligence committee, so I have no access to you know deep intelligence uh, that that only a very few members of the House uh, get. Um, there was no discussion whatsoever. Um, you know, any of the international affairs that are have been top of mind are all the discussion about the war in the Ukraine and, and what's going on with Russia, and obviously a heightened sense of alarm around you know China and Taiwan. Um, this this was not on the radar uh, right uh, going into you know the weekend, uh, but certainly the, the the script is completely flipped at this point, and now we have multiple you know uh, regions of the world on fire at once, and and I think we have to keep a very watchful eye on what's going on with China and Taiwan because this would be a very opportune time for them to to strike at. Uh, what they perceive as American weakness. I mean, and this is what you get with, when you have a weak foreign policy. The, the, the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan has made uh, many in the world uh, think that they don't need to fear the United States. Uh, that, you know, when there are no consequences and a president uh, presents weakness as their foreign policy, this is what you get. I don't believe this would have happened when Donald Trump was in the White House. I don't believe Putin would be in the Ukraine right now. Um, you know, those those conflicts always were there as a what if, but bad actors refused to pull the trigger because they were afraid of a strong president in the White House. And elections have consequences, and you're seeing them play out on the world stage right now. Now, anybody who doubts what you just said can go back and look at uh, Munich in 1938 and see that uh, all appeasement does and all weakness does is embolden the uh, aggressor. That that lesson from history is unfortunately played out over and over again, and we never quite seem to get it. You don't want to be bellicose or belligerent, but you also uh, can't just uh, be bent over waiting for the next assault. Congressman Nick Langworthy is with us on WBEN. Congressman, um, presuming that you've had the opportunity to speak with colleagues on both sides of the aisle, is there any indication that this might be actually an issue on which Democrats and Republicans can be in league in terms of condemning this invasion, condemning this act of terror? and getting on the same page to stand up for what we used to think of as American principles. Absolutely. I mean, I it just, um, you know, I, I haven't spoken with him yet, but I, I see what my colleague Brian Higgins has put out. Um, you know, he's condemned it in just as strong a terms as I have. But then there are bad actors in the Congress. I mean, Rashida Tlaib, what was her response? No. Here's a squad member. She put the Palestinian flag outside her office. And there's a clip that you can go on Twitter and, and, and watch it as many times as you want. But a Fox News reporter asked her to respond to the reports of the beheading of babies and 40 dead babies uh, in the small kibbutz outside of uh, Gaza. And her head was down and, and, and she wouldn't respond. Now, here's someone that is full of theatrics every time, you know, she's taking on a uh, Republican policy, whether it was, you know, Donald Trump's border wall when she was notoriously sobbing on the floor and carrying on and, and saying that she stood for human rights. We have murdered children. We have people, young people that went to a concert and just wanted to enjoy their lives and, and their freedom. And, and you can picture those being your kids or, or people in your family. And they were murdered and mowed down in cold blood by machine guns that came out of the sky. You know, you have elderly people gunned down at bus stops. You know, a grandmother 
shot dead in 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 on her own Facebook page. That's how her granddaughter learned of her grandmother's death because the the Hamas member filmed it and Facebook lived it. This is the kind of sick, depraved horror that's been brought upon the world by Hamas. And the fact that someone that I serve with in this body uh, is an apologist for that. There's no place in the American government for this attitude. Please tell me that there. Please tell me that there is a legal mechanism in place to remove that person from office. I, I'm not. I mean, she just won't comment now. She says, "Well, I want to see a ceasefire." There's no ceasefire when you're dealing with terrorists. You you kill the terrorists. That's how you have a ceasefire. You shoot until they're dead. There's no negotiation with terrorists. And uh, the mentality of some of those on the extreme left, I'm deeply concerned about how much this has infiltrated our educational institutions. Mm. I mean, luckily, we haven't seen any, anything out of our, our, our hometown SUNY campus. But, I mean, look at Harvard University, where you've got every student organization putting out publications about how this was justified because of, uh, you know, the plight of the Palestinians. This, this wouldn't have happened 30, 40 years ago when I was a student at UB. It would have been the complete opposite um, reaction. Uh, Nick Langworthy, I know that you're extremely busy. I'd love to talk to you further about this, and I'm sure we shall. Absolutely. I hope so. I uh, thank you kindly for your time and uh, your expertise, and uh, we'll get together soon. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, Tom. Have a great day. Will do. Congressman Nick Langworthy on News Radio 930 WBEN. Hey, uh, guys, my loves, thank you so much for all of the calls today. Much appreciated. I want to extend a special thank you to uh, my colleague David Bellavia, Medal of Honor recipient, uh, for his uh, time. He's going to be national tonight, as he uh, mentioned at the end of uh, our interview uh, with him. And, uh, again, thanks to you and your phone calls. Thanks to David Bellavia. Thanks to Congressman Nick Langworthy. I'd be happy to have Congressman Brian Higgins uh, on the program as well. Try to get Brian on uh, tomorrow, if that's okay with you guys. I want to thank uh, Tanner Saunders for his work behind the glass. And Tom Puckett is coming up next with the news, Buffalo's evening news. In fact, uh, 6 until 7 tonight. And uh, tomorrow morning, 5 to 9, a new morning with Buffalo Broadcast Hall of Fame member Susan Rose and Brian Mazurowski, BMAS and Beamer from 9 until 10. I will be here tomorrow after all because they didn't have to stent me. Thank you very much. Uh, David Bellavia, 10 until 2. And then I come over to destroy all of their good work from 2 until 6. It's Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Love you. Be well. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.